In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Good morning, dear children of God, and welcome to Thursday of the first week in ordinary time of the church's year. Today being the 11th day of January 2024. Let us beg that God the Father may fill our hearts with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Ghost come down. Let it come into our hearts. Let the Holy Ghost come down. Let it come into our hearts. Dear children of God, the title of my homily today is Loose the Ark and lose the glory. Lose the ark and lose the glory. The first reading today is taken from the first book of Samuel chapter 3, chapter 4 rather, from verse 1 to verse 11. And the gospel reading is taken from the gospel according to Mark chapter 1 from verse 40 to verse 45. Today, in the first reading, we see the defeat of the people of Israel by the Philistines and subsequently the capturing of the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord God of Hosts. The Israelites went into war with the Philistines. And after they suffered defeat in the hands of the Philistines, they thought that recalling the ark from Shiloh to the battlefield, since the ark represented the presence of God with his people, they would gain victory over the Philistines. Indeed, the Philistines know the what, the place, and the power of the ark of the covenant in the midst of the people of God, and in the world. That explains why, upon the arrival of the Ark of the Covenant in the camp of the Israelites, and with the loud singing that followed, upon learning that the Ark of God being present in the camp of the Israelites was the reason for the great noise and singing in the camp of the Israelites, fear came upon the Philistine armies. They were indeed afraid. And for them, which actually is true, they were going to suffer defeat in the hands of the Israelites and subsequently become the slaves of the Jewish people as it has happened in the past. Between Israel and Egypt and other nations that have fought against the Israelites. Unfortunately for the Israelites, they have lost their glory as God's own people because they have lost the presence of God in their hearts, which is the most fundamental form of the presence of the ark of God's covenant with his people. The physical structure 
is a sacramental expression of that which is more essential, spiritual and metaphysical, that which is part of their being. Through sin, they have dissociated themselves from God. They have defiled their hearts, the place of God's presence. They have lost the presence of God as a people and as individuals. You see, the sons of Eli the priest, Phinehas and Hophni, were there leading the war. And remember, because of the atrocities they have committed in the temple, God had already rejected them. And so, even though they brought the ark, which is a sacramental expression of the presence of God with his people, because they had already offended God through sin, they no longer enjoyed the glory of the presence of God. And so, they were not just defeated, but the ark itself was captured by the Philistines. Their friends in Christ the moment we lose the presence of God in our lives, we lose the glory of God's presence in our lives. This is the lesson of today. The leper in the gospel reading understood this principle well. And that is why when he saw Jesus, he didn't call for healing. He cried for mercy. He cried for mercy. He said, kneeling before him, he said to Jesus, if you will, you can make me clean. I have no right to be cleansed. But if you will, if you will be compassionate enough, if you will be merciful enough, if you will take pity on me, you can make me clean. Why was he asking for cleansing? Leprosy was regarded as punishment for sin. Grievous sin for that matter. And that is why once you are diagnosed of leprosy, you are declared unclean and ostracized from the community. And upon being healed, you must go back to offer the sacrifice for cleansing. Little wonder then upon him, Jesus will say to him, Go, show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded for a proof to the people so that you can be reunited and reintegrated into the society. You are to be reunited with the people and reintegrated into the society. Because you have now been made clean. Jesus took pity. Jesus had mercy to cleanse him of sin and the consequences of his sin. So it goes beyond just mere healing. Dear friends in Christ, many of us are searching for healings. We are searching for miracles. We are searching for signs and wonders. Yet we rarely seek for God's mercy. We rarely seek for divine cleansing from our sins. Because we do not even recognize the fact that our sins separate us from the glory that comes with the presence of God in our lives. 
We may carry the ark of God and still suffer defeat in the hands of our enemy, defeat in the hands of sin and the master of sin, devil himself. Yes, carrying your Bible, carrying sacramentals, wearing them all around you, carrying emblems, medals, different images, ornaments, religious articles and items from whatever source that the geos, bomb geos, powerful priests in themselves haven't got the power to save. Until we are saved from sin, we are forever damned. You may enjoy bodily healing, you may enjoy material miracles, but if your heart has not been cleansed and purged of sin and reconciled with God, the glory of God cannot last with you. And so the most fundamental of all forms of miracles is firstly the reconciliation with God so that your heart can become truly a place where the presence of God dwells. And when you carry the presence of God, wherever you go, you will always be victorious because the glory of God will be with you. It is the glory of God upon a man's life, a woman's life that defines him or her. Jesus saw the quest for mercy in this man and in this quest is already the seed of God's glory. And that is why God, Jesus, found that glory into flame through that cleansing, through that forgiveness, through that show of mercy and compassion. And the beautiful thing is God is ever compassionate. He is ever merciful. He is ever ready to forgive. He is ever ready to return to every human heart, to every human soul, to every human family, to every human community. And so, dear friends in Christ, as we begin our day, let our first quest be true reconciliation with God as individuals, as families, as communities, as nations, as societies, as institutions, as groups, as associations. The moment we are truly united with God, all other miracles will come our way. And above all, we'll have victory over sin and over all Philistines fighting against us whether they are fighting against our health our finances our marriage our children our career our vocation our nation in our world through christ our lord the lord be with you may almighty god bless you the father and the son and the holy spirit amen be assured of my prayers and my blessings always in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Good morning, dear children of God, and welcome to Thursday of the first week in ordinary time of the church's year. Today being the 11th day of January 2024. Let us beg that God the Father may fill our hearts with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Ghost come down. 
Let it come into our hearts. Let the Holy Ghost come down. Let it come into our hearts. Dear children of God, the title of my homily today is Lose the Ark and Lose the Glory. Lose the Ark and Lose the Glory. The first reading today is taken from the first book of Samuel, chapter 3, chapter 4, rather, from verse 1 to verse 11. And the gospel reading is taken from the gospel according to Mark, chapter 1, from verse 40 to verse 45. Today, in the first reading, we see the defeat of the people of Israel by the Philistines and subsequently the capturing of the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord God of Hosts. The Israelites went into war with the Philistines and after they suffered defeat in the hands of the Philistines, they thought that recalling the Ark from Shiloh to the battlefield since the ark represented the presence of God with his people, they will gain victory over the Philistines. Indeed, the Philistines know the what, the place, and the power of the ark of the covenant in the midst of the people of God and in the world. That explains why Upon the arrival of the Ark of the Covenant in the camp of the Israelites, and with the loud singing that followed, upon learning that the Ark of God being present in the camp of the Israelites was the reason for the great noise and singing in the camp of the Israelites, fear came upon the Philistine armies. They were indeed afraid. And for them, which actually is true, they were going to suffer defeat in the hands of the Israelites and subsequently become the slaves of the Jewish people as it has happened in the past. Between Israel and Egypt and other nations that have fought against the Israelites. Unfortunately for the Israelites, they have lost their glory as God's own people because they have lost the presence of God in their hearts, which is the most fundamental form of the presence of the ark of God's covenant with his people. The physical structure is a sacramental expression of that which is more essential, spiritual and metaphysical, that which is part of their being. Through sin, they have dissociated themselves from God. They have defiled their hearts, the place of God's presence. They have lost the presence of God as a people and as individuals. You see, the sons 
of Eli the priest, Phinehas and Hophni were there leading the war. And remember, because of the atrocities they have committed in the temple, God had already rejected them. And so, even though they brought the ark, which is a sacramental expression of the presence of God with his people, because they had already offended God through sin, they no longer enjoyed the glory of the presence of God. And so, they were not just defeated, but the ark itself was captured by the Philistines. Their friends in Christ, the moment we lose the presence of God in our lives, we lose the glory of God's presence in our lives. This is the lesson of today. The leper in the gospel reading understood this principle well. And that is why when he saw Jesus, he didn't call for healing. He cried for mercy. He cried for mercy. He said, kneeling before him, he said to Jesus, if you will, you can make me clean. I have no right to be cleansed. But if you will, if you will be compassionate enough, if you will be merciful enough, if you will take pity on me, you can make me clean. Why was he asking for cleansing? Leprosy was regarded as punishment for sin. Grievous sin for that matter. And that is why once you are diagnosed of leprosy, you are declared unclean and ostracized from the community. And upon being healed, you must go back to offer the sacrifice for cleansing. Little wonder then upon healing him, Jesus will say to him, Go, show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded for a proof to the people. So that you can be reunited and reintegrated into the society. You are to be reunited with the people and reintegrated into the society. Because you have now been made clean. Jesus took pity. Jesus had mercy to cleanse him of sin and the consequences of his sin. So it goes beyond just mere healing. Dear friends in Christ, many of us are searching for healings. We are searching for miracles. We are searching for signs and wonders. Yet we rarely seek for God's mercy. We rarely seek for divine cleansing from our sins. Because we do not even recognize the fact that our sins separate us from the glory that comes with the presence of God in our lives. We may carry the ark of God and still suffer defeat in the hands of our enemy, defeat in the hands of sin and the master of sin, devil himself. Yes, carrying your Bible, carrying sacramentals, wearing them all around you, carrying emblems, medals, different images, Ornaments, 
religious articles and items from whatever source that the geos, bomb geos, powerful priests in themselves haven't got the power to save. Until we are saved from sin, we are forever damned. You may enjoy bodily healing, you may enjoy material miracles, but if your heart has not been cleansed and purged of sin and reconciled with God, the glory of God cannot last with you. And so the most fundamental of all forms of miracles is firstly the reconciliation with God so that your heart can become truly a place where the presence of God dwells. And when you carry the presence of God, wherever you go, you will always be victorious because the glory of God will be with you. It is the glory of God upon a man's life, a woman's life that defines him or her. Jesus saw the quest for mercy in this man and in this quest is already the seed of God's glory. And that is why God, Jesus, fanned that glory into flame through that cleansing, through that forgiveness, through that show of mercy and compassion. And the beautiful thing is God is ever compassionate. He is ever merciful. He is ever ready to forgive. He is ever ready to return to every human heart, to every human soul, to every human family, to every human community. And so, dear friends in Christ, as we begin our day, let our first quest be True reconciliation with God as individuals, as families, as communities, as nations, as societies, as institutions, as groups, as associations. The moment we are truly united with God, all other miracles will come our way. And above all, we will have victory over sin and over all Philistines fighting against us, whether they are fighting against our health, our finances, our marriage, our children, our career, our vocation, our nation, in our world, through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Be assured of my prayers and my blessings always. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Good morning, dear children of God, and welcome to Thursday of the first week in ordinary time of the church's year. Today being the 11th day of January 2024. Let us beg that God the Father may fill our hearts with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Ghost come down. Let it come into our hearts. Let the Holy Ghost come down. Let it come into our hearts. Dear children of God, the title of my homily today is Loose the Ark. And lose the glory. Lose the ark and lose the glory. The first reading today is taken from the first book of Samuel, chapter three, chapter four, rather, 
from verse 1 to verse 11. And the gospel reading is taken from the gospel according to Mark chapter 1 from verse 40 to verse 45. Today, in the first reading, we see the defeat of the people of Israel by the Philistines and subsequently the capturing of the ark of the covenant of the Lord God of hosts. The Israelites went into war with the Philistines. And after they suffered defeat in the hands of the Philistines, they thought that recalling the ark from Shiloh to the battlefield, since the ark represented the presence of God with his people, they will gain victory over the Philistines. Indeed, the Philistines know the what, the place, and the power of the Ark of the Covenant in the midst of the people of God and in the world. That explains why, upon the arrival of the Ark of the Covenant in the camp of the Israelites, and with the loud singing that followed upon learning that the ark of God being present in the camp of the Israelites was the reason for the great noise and singing in the camp of the Israelites, fear came upon the Philistine armies. They were indeed afraid. And for them, which actually is true, they were going to suffer defeat in the hands of the Israelites and subsequently become the slaves of the Jewish people as it has happened in the past. Between Israel and Egypt and other nations that have fought against the Israelites. Unfortunately for the Israelites, they have lost their glory as God's own people because they have lost the presence of God in their hearts, which is the most fundamental form of the presence of the ark of God's covenant with his people. The physical structure is a sacramental expression of that which is more essential, spiritual, and metaphysical, that which is part of their being. Through sin, they have dissociated themselves from God. They have defiled their hearts, the place of God's presence. They have lost the presence of God as a people and as individuals. You see, the sons of Eli the priest, Phinehas and Hophni, were there leading the war. And remember, because of the atrocities they have committed in the temple, God had already rejected them. And so, even though they brought the ark, which is a sacramental expression of the presence of God with his people, because they had already offended God through sin, they no longer enjoyed the glory of the presence of God. 
And so they were not just defeated, but the ark itself was captured by the Philistines. Their friends in Christ, the moment we lose the presence of God in our lives, we lose the glory of God's presence in our lives. This is the lesson of today. The leper in the gospel reading understood this principle well. And that is why when he saw Jesus, he didn't call for healing. He cried for mercy. He cried for mercy. He said, kneeling before him, he said to Jesus, if you will, you can make me clean. I have no right to be cleansed. But if you will, if you will be compassionate enough, if you will be merciful enough, if you will take pity on me, you can make me clean. Why was he asking for cleansing? Leprosy was regarded as punishment for sin. Grievous sin for that matter. And that is why once you are diagnosed of leprosy, you are declared unclean and ostracized from the community. And upon being healed, you must go back to offer the sacrifice for cleansing. Little wonder then upon healing him, Jesus will say to him, Go, show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded for a proof to the people so that you can be reunited and reintegrated into the society. You are to be reunited with the people and reintegrated into the society because you have now been made clean. Jesus took pity. Jesus had mercy to cleanse him of sin and the consequences of his sin. So it goes beyond just mere healing. Dear friends in Christ, many of us are searching for healings. We are searching for miracles. We are searching for signs and wonders. Yet we rarely seek for God's mercy. We rarely seek for divine cleansing from our sins. Because we do not even recognize the fact that our sins separate us from the glory that comes with the presence of God in our lives. We may carry the ark of God and still suffer defeat in the hands of our enemy, defeat in the hands of sin and the master of sin, devil himself. Yes, carrying your Bible, carrying sacramentals, wearing them all around you, carrying emblems, medals, different images, Ornaments, religious articles and items from whatever source that the geos, bomb geos, powerful priests in themselves haven't got the power to save. Until we are saved from sin, we are forever damned. You may enjoy bodily healing, you may enjoy material miracles. 
But if your heart has not been cleansed and purged of sin and reconciled with God, the glory of God cannot last with you. And so the most fundamental of all forms of miracles is firstly the reconciliation with God so that your heart can become truly a place where the presence of God dwells. And when you carry the presence of God, wherever you go, you will always be victorious because the glory of God will be with you. It is the glory of God upon a man's life, a woman's life that defines him or her. Jesus saw the quest for mercy in this man and in this quest is already the seed of God's glory. And that is why God, Jesus, found that glory into flame through that cleansing, through that forgiveness, through that show of mercy and compassion. And the beautiful thing is God is ever compassionate. He is ever merciful. He is ever ready to forgive. He is ever ready to return to every human heart, to every human soul, to every human family, to every human community. And so, dear friends in Christ, as we begin our day, let our first quest be true reconciliation with God as individuals, as families, as communities, as nations, as societies, as institutions, as groups, as associations. The moment we are truly united with God, all other miracles will come our way in above all. We will have victory over sin and over all Philistines fighting against us, whether they are fighting against our health, our finances, our marriage, our children, our career, our vocation, our nation, in our world, through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Be assured of my prayers and my blessings always.